Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. I, it actually has been, uh, sometimes I say that, you know what I mean? Like I say, it's, you know, it's been a little while, but no, like, uh, it's actually really been a little while since uh, I did a live show. I want to say about a month, uh, actually, uh, maybe even a little bit more. But, uh, you know, um, it's good to be back today. Um, there is obviously a lot of uh, different things going on in the in the world, in the media, in the news uh, that I want to discuss. Uh, I want to get into some political news. To start off, I want to talk about some race relations. I want to talk about um, uh, I want to talk about the entertainment world. You know, a lot of things going on with uh, with these crazy celebrities. You know, and spe- you know, but not you know, not just celebrity talk or gossip, but uh, really what I want to do today is bring back a topic that I did. I want to say at least six or seven years ago, uh, and it was entitled. How many of y'all remember that that song by Monica entitled "Sideline Hope"? And uh, you know, she had a song several years ago with, by that name, and I, I really liked it. And uh, I decided to do a show discussing sideline chick, sideline hoes, as described in that song, and and just you know what we know about side chicks and. We've been seeing lately a lot of a lot of that going on, a lot of celebrity relationships breaking up and divorces and, and, and babies out of out of wedlock, out of the marriage, you know, outside the marriage. So I want to talk about people like Mary J. Blige's situation. I want to talk about uh, you know Jesse Williams. I want to talk about uh, you know Kirk and Rashida from Love and Hip Hop, Lala and Carmelo, Ti and Tiny. Uh, Mel B, you got Dwayne Wade, you got Janet Jackson, that whole $200 million divorce. There's a lot of different things. Like I said, I don't want to just talk about it, but I want to, you know, to glorify it or gossip about it. But what I do with, I want to do tonight or with this show and with, with any show that I do ultimately is help women, specifically women, you know, look at these situations and say, you know what, I want better for my life. You know, I I don't want to be a side chick or more importantly, or more commonly, I don't want to have someone have a side chick on me. You know what I mean? I don't want someone to go outside their marriage. Now, people may be saying, well, they don't, you know, what, what do you mean by that? You know, how how can a woman control, you know, what a man does? A man is going to do what he's going to do and da 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 Well, it's it's actually a lot you can do as a woman. That Those are some of the things that I want to talk about today. I keep saying tonight because I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm used to doing the show at night, but I got to get out of there, man. We've been you know, back doing this uh, during the day for a little while now. But um, so that's that's what I want to do today. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to jump right into it, man. So, like I said, there's a lot to talk about. The phone lines are always open. If you guys have comments or questions or, you know, or whatever, uh, 646-200-0366. Hit the number one if you have a, you know, comment or anything like that. I want to talk a little bit about that whole health care situation. A lot of people have opinions on it. A lot of people have uh, – some people are upset. Some people are happy. I just want to talk about it, you know, because one of the things I've found is that, you know, ironically, we live in a country, you know, America, where, you know, you, we actually have freedom of speech. You know, we actually have religious freedoms. And the irony with that is we, we, we demonize people, you know what I mean? We insult people for expressing those rights. You know, if someone doesn't agree with you or someone feels differently than you, it's like we attack them. That's how we've been trained and conditioned by the media to attack those people and, and to, 
you know, demonize people for having a, an opinion of their own, and even though it may differ from, from ours. And so I want to talk a little bit about about those things and, you know, some things that I've uh, been hearing. Um, it's funny, real quick, I want to just uh, say also, man, you know, I've been on the air for over 10 years now. It's, the time is flying by. just want to say a quick thank you because I haven't been live in a little while. I want to say thank you for all the support over the years. One of the things I, I've found to be interesting is that, you know, when I first started, a lot of you don't know this, but, you know, people looked at me weird. You know, people like my wife, you know, she knows and, you know, some other people who have known me for a long time know. But people look at me really weird. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, you do a talk show. I'm like, yeah. They're like, well, what station are you on? You know, what, you know, FM or AM? I'm like, well, no, I'm actually on the Internet. They're like, what? They're like, the Internet? You do it. it was, some people would laugh. I'm like, oh, what the heck? Like, they would look at me like there was something wrong with being on the Internet. They would look at me because this was before, you know, all these podcasts. And this was before, you know, iTunes and, it was, and before everybody and their mom had some form of Internet radio show. This was before all of that. In fact, to be quite honest with you, I don't remember anyone when I first started not to brag, but I, I'm just being honest. Maybe you do, but I don't remember anyone that had a popular internet-based radio show when I first started my show. This was before Mike Bage, and this was before Steve Hart. This was before all those guys. You know what I mean? And so I just want to say thank you to everyone who stuck around. And you know, I look around, I look at people who you know who who have these podcasts and, and, and the popularity of it. And I'm just like, wow. You know, never limit yourself. You know, I remember having a debate with somebody. They're like, yeah, you know, you should try to get on the radio in Philly. I'm like, well, people can listen to me in Philly now. I'm like, yeah, but like, yeah, man, but you know, I mean, like one of the main radio stations. I'm like, but you know, I, I, you know, people can listen to me on the east. I mean, on the west coast too, right? And and actually in in other countries, they're like, oh yeah, man, but you know, it's like just funny how small minded. Some people can be, so I don't want to go on a, you know, a whole rant about that, but I just find it to be interesting. So I still have to say thank you for your support and, um, you know, continue to, uh, you know, tune in and, and, and continue to spread the word. Um, I was reading the Bible, you know, and I felt led to post a, a scripture, and I wanted to talk about some things that I'm seeing in the world that pertain to it, which is First John 2.15, which says, Do not love the world nor the things it offers you, for when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. And, you know, I look around. You know, we just had uh, what I call Resurrection Sunday. A lot of people call it Easter. But at the end of the day, we're celebrating the birth of, uh, excuse me, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And, you know, recently everyone was so excited about 420. A lot of people were asking, well, what's 420? Well, 420 was was evidently known as National Weed Day, Marijuana Day, where people celebrate the the ability and you know to to smoke marijuana. And it was so much excitement about it, you know, specifically on social media. And I just found that to be interesting because I have a lot of friends, you know, a lot of followers. I see a lot of different things on social media, but one of the things I didn't see was a lot of excitement about Resurrection Sunday. In fact, I saw more excitement, more posts, more conversation, being weed, than there was for actually celebrating the resurrection of, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which I found to be very, very interesting. And, and I mean, and, you know, and that's just one example. But then again, I look around, you know, and, and people, you know, when you, you know, we're going to talk politics today. Like so many people are, are excited 
and so passionate about political views that ultimately contradict their own spiritual beliefs. Ironically, their own spiritual beliefs and spiritual doctrine are, you know, those is it's being contradicted with political uh, political beliefs and, and political platforms, yet they will still support it, these people and these things, to be popular, you know, to be loved by the world. And I just want to reiterate, you know, because, you know, whether it's celebrities or politicians or whatever is going on, it, it, at the end of the day, if you love the world and the things of the world and you're living for the world and people that are living in the world, the love of God is not in you. And if you look around, people are so angry. People are so depressed. People are so miserable. Just look around you. Look in your Facebook friends. I scroll through my timeline every, so once in, every once in a while, and, and the status updates are just so miserable, so negative, so depressing. And I, was like, I, just, I think, I'm like, wow. Are that many people without love? Are they without, without that much happiness? But I said, you know what? They're without God. And, it, and it's this, this, this scripture, 1 John 2.15, it, it's, it's that in a nutshell. You, do, you will not have the love of God in you if you love the world, if you are living in the world. And you look around, everyone's living in the world, so everyone's pissed off. Everyone's pissed off at Donald Trump. Everyone's pissed off at health care. Everyone's just pissed off, period. You know what I mean? And, and I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to put that out there for a second. It's not a coincidence. It's not random that you're, all your friends are mad and everyone's breaking up and everyone's unhappy and people are going on killing sprees and everything and the world is at war. It's because the love of God is not in them. Anyone who doesn't know God, anyone who's not a, a Christian, a true believer in Christ, is not going to be a happy camper. You know, we talk about these. You know, everyone's talking about Steve Stevens and, you know, looking at you know, people like Aaron Hernandez. They both killed themselves recently. You know, and I just, uh, I mean, you know, rest in peace to the people, the families that were affected, definitely the father who was gunned down by that by that, that, that psychopath, uh, Steve Stevens. You know, um, one of the things I find interesting, though, on social media, everyone was saying, I said online, everyone's claiming they're going to take action against the Facebook killer but they won't even take action against their local killer, their local drug dealer, you know, who's posted up on their block, posted up on their own steps, you know, selling drugs to the kids. You, you know what I'm saying? And one of the things we have to do is is be vigilant, not just against Steve Stevens, you know what I mean, not just against, you know, anybody else, but at the end of the day, you know, anyone who threatens our happiness, anyone who, you know what I mean, who who takes a stand against our spiritual beliefs, you know what I mean, because and, and, everyone's tough, right? Everyone's tough against the police. Oh, yeah, I want to riot. I want to protest. I want to do this and that. But at the end of the day, you won't even stand up for God, you know, but, you, but you'll, you're going to shoot Steve Stevens if you see him driving down your street in the, in the, in the uh, what is it, the Ford, uh, well, not the Focus, whatever the heck the name of that car was that he was driving. You see what I'm saying? And so, you know, just something to think about. But yeah, everyone's pissed off. Steve Stevens pissed off that Joy Lane left him, that she didn't want to be with him. I guess, I wonder why. You know what I mean? I got a chance to watch some of his videos. He's just a, a miserable individual. You know? But yeah, man. Uh, what else is going on out here? A lot of, like I said, a lot of things going on in the world. 
Um, if you're unfamiliar with the show, this is what I do. I, you know, I have a lot to talk about, but I like to start off with what's going on in the world through politics, social, uh, social action, uh, community relations, politics, uh, entertainment, you know, all that stuff. And then, you know, we got some time today. I guess I was going to wait a little bit, but I guess we could uh, talk a little bit about uh, this health care, uh, this, this health care plan. Um, I had on my, I had to add that to my little outline that I have here uh, because I was going to talk about Donald Trump, but, you know, in regards to some things that happened a few weeks ago with these bombing, with the, you know, with the missile strikes over in, in, in Syria. And one of the things I said online was, that, and I'll talk about the health care, but one of the things I said on, uh, on, on Facebook was, uh, I said, while I'm positive that everyone will blame Donald Trump for the current military action being taken in Syria, I said, but the reality is that if the previous administration wasn't so passive internationally, things would most likely or most likely wouldn't have escalated so quickly. And you know, I don't want to talk a lot about the war. I don't want to talk a lot about Donald Trump. But what I do want to say is this. I mean, you know, we, we can't have things both ways. You know, we can't have it both ways. I mean, you guys have to understand. You know, we are the the. I mean, so many so many different ways we can approach this, but you know, at the end of the day, war is big business. Okay, this country, if you, if you really think about it and look at it, think about when the last time the United States was not at war. You know, everyone's talking about, well, oh my gosh, you know, uh, you know, I can't believe Donald Trump is going to take us to war. He's only been in office, you know, a month or a couple months, and he's already taking us to war. I'm like, take, taking us to war? What what do you think has been going on for the last 20 years? I mean, really just think about it. I mean, seriously, what do you think has been going on? And that just kind of goes to show you how protected certain people and certain presidents are by the media. It, you know, people don't even know. Like, you would think that everyone would know that, that we've been at war, certainly since 9-11. You know what I mean? Like, we've been at war. You know what I mean? The fraudulent war in Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, the whole 9-11 was fraudulent, but that's a whole other topic. So we go to war. We've been at war. Obama was actually elected into office. The irony, this is the ultimate irony. He was elected. He ran on a platform of ending the war, bringing the troops home. I remember, like, a lot of people forgot that. They don't really believe that. I'm like, yo, that was his whole platform. Don't y'all remember? I'm going to bring the troops home within the first uh, year of my presidency. First, I think it was like 13 months. That's what he said. Fast forward eight years, I said he's actually expanded our military efforts. He's been dropping bombs, carrying out these drone strikes literally nonstop for eight years. In fact, killing more innocent civilians than any president in the history of this country. If you, how many of y'all remember back in when Bush was president, all the anti-war protests? Remember that? Remember all the people who actually protest, prote- protested about the war? What happened to all of those protests when Barack Obama got elected? They stopped. All these protests that you now see, anti-war protests, they're now picking back up regarding, you know, being targeted toward Donald Trump. That's amazing, isn't it? They we were protesting that for eight whole years, 
that we that Obama has been dropping bombs and sending troops all over the world nonstop. The anti-war protests stopped, but now they're picking back up when we decide we want to actually take definitive action in Syria. And things with Russia are getting you know more and more frigid. I just thought it was interesting. You know, so I said online, I said a little bit of consistency would be nice. You know, if you want to be mad about the war, cool, let's be mad about the war. If you want to be mad about something, be mad. You want to hate the government? Hate the government not just when Donald Trump is in office, not just when George Bush is off, but actually hate the government. You know what I'm saying? First of all, understand the government. Now, let's talk about the government real quick. I'm like, oh, this is good. This is good. I've been waiting to talk about this stuff. I said online, you look at, you know, people like Hillary Clinton. You know, you look at the Clintons, you know, people who are, you know, multi, multi-millionaires, almost billionaires, you know, polit- political people who are almost billionaires, have like a billion dollars between the two of them. I said, so you have people like Hillary Clinton is, who is re- generally regarded. This is the real reason why she didn't win the president. I mean, she is generally regarded as dishonest, untrustworthy, and corrupt. That's not a, that's a fact. Like, that's what, how most, even polls have indicated, most people look at Hillary Clinton as, as generally dishonest and, and, and corrupt. If you might want to, if you want to take out the corruption, okay, fine. I mean, although she is corrupt, Obama called her, well, everyone knows she's corrupt. But, let, I mean, everyone knows she's at, at best dishonest, right? You know, Bernie Sanders exposed her, Obama exposed her in 08. Everyone knows it. The, 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 a lot of that corruption, a lot of that dishonesty came from her unwillingness and refusal to release the transcripts to these speeches to Wall Street lobbyists where she received upwards of $250,000 to give one speech, right? And you know, so it's like, okay, you're giving these speeches, you're getting paid a lot of money to give a speech, but what are you telling these people? Why are they paying you? What favors are being exchanged for that money? Shoot, I'll say, you want to pay me? I'll take $250,000 to go speak to you. But you're not really going to get your money's worth because I'm, I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to keep it real. Hillary Clinton, there's a price that comes with that. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's for services rendered and future services rendered and past services rendered. And, and that's what Obama exposed in 08. That's what Bernie Sanders exposed this year or last year. So in every, and that's why, you know what I mean? That's a big part of why she was not elected, right? So my question is, where I'm going with this is I think most of you know, but my question is if, she, if, it's, if it's a problem and she's viewed as dishonest and corrupt, for accepting these, these these large fees to speak to Wall Street, why is it okay for Barack Obama to agree to be paid more, actually more than that to give the same type of speech to the same type of people? You know, like I said, if you if you have an answer to that, you know, give me a call, let me know. If you have, you know, like if well, I've heard a lot of the excuses, I've heard a lot of the rationales behind that, you know, why that's not hypocritical, why that's okay. People say, oh, you know, he's just doing what everybody does. He's just, you know, he's he served his time, so he should be allowed to make some money, which, I listen, I have no problem with that. You know what I mean? I've never been a hater. I've never been one to, to stop someone else's money. But, again, 
I'm just the type of person that's looking for a little bit of consistency, right? I mean, that's really it. You know, like if it was good for the goose, it's good for getting. You know, people are so fed up, and you know that whole change thing. The whole real quick. I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna get to. You know what I mean? Mary J. Blige. I'm gonna get to all that stuff. But if you look at, you know, the whole, uh, you know, basis of the change movement that he ran upon, Obama ran upon in 2008, was was change. Well, what did he mean by that? What, what did he mean by change? Well, changing of Washington is, is structured. Changing of how the government is run, the back office deals, the, the corruption, the exchanging of political, you know, money for political favors and, and influence and things like that. That was his whole thing. So for you to say all those things and, and have that platform for so long, and then to accept this money from those same corrupt individuals who are actually paying for favors, who Donald Trump has already admitted, you know, he, he at one point was a part of that corrupt, you know what I mean, that corrupt group of, of, of businessmen who would pay for favors. He's already admitted those things. So we know it goes on. And so for Obama to say, you know what, I'm going to accept this money from, it kind of just illustrates the fact that, and what I've been saying since day one, all presidents are the same. You know, there is no good president or bad president. One thing, you know, I will often use the analogy, you know, it's like if you have a, you know, a, a, a minority president or a minority grand wizard of the KKK, you know what I mean? You can like that person, that, that minority, that African-American, that Mexican, whoever you, you know what I mean, whatever, however you want to feel about him, that's fine. You can like him. But he still agreed to be the president and the leader of a racist, racist organization, a hateful organization. That's the decision they made. The United States, guys, is a corrupt organization. It's a business. It's a, it's oppressive things that everyone knows. This is not, you know what I mean? This is nothing new. The United States is, in fact, the most corrupt country, in my opinion, in the world. You know? And so whether Donald Trump's in office, whether Obama's in office, like, that's a fact. And so you don't become the leader of an organization, any organization, without subscribing to its agenda. You know what I mean? Like, I, for example, I used to work for... Uh, Chrysler Financial. I was responsible for for assigning cars for repossession. Right, that's that was my job. I had to find the cars and you know what I mean. Uh, locate the cars, send the information to the the repo people. So I could do that. You know what I mean. That was my job, and I did it very well. But I'm not going to go work for that organization if I felt sorry the mothers or, you know, the parents weren't able to get their kids to school in the morning because they no longer had a car. If I did not want to want to be responsible for someone no longer having a car that couldn't make their payments, guess what? That wasn't the job for me. If that was a conflict of interest for me, if I was not 100% on board with their agenda of repossessing these cars for profit, first of all, overpriced cars, then that wasn't the job for me. If you catch the analogy, presidents are all on board 
for putting money into the pockets of those who put them in office. That's what Ob- the Obamacare Act was, was designed to do, put money into these, these, these the, the, the pharmaceutical companies, these billionaires. That's what this new health care plan is, is still doing. You know, Donald Trump is no different from any politician. Barack Obama is no different from any politician who was specifically put in place to do a job. So one of the things I just wanted to say to everybody online, you know, don't, please don't, don't even talk politics. You know what I mean? Like, you could do whatever you want to do, but leave me out of it. Like, don't talk politics if you think things just started getting bad. You know, if you think, oh, my gosh, things are going so badly, and this, things were so great for us, and now they're so badly, going so badly, just don't even talk to me. <laughs> Not about politics, at least. You know what I mean? Because things, newsflash, guys, things have been bad. Things have been really bad, worse than ever in many ways over the last eight years, you know, specifically worse for us. So, you know, at the end of the day, we just got to pray. You know, we just got to pray and continue to pray and and hope that things, you know, improve, you know, and, and focus on improving the things that we actually have direct control over for our own lives. See, for me, I don't rely on the government for anything. You know what I mean? I don't, like, I'm, my family is going to be good regardless. You know, I'm going to go to the doctor regardless. I'm going to have fun with my kids regardless. I'm going to take vacations. I'm going to make money regardless. You know, I'm going to help people change their lives regardless. So the government, everything, all this political stuff, I don't, I'm not knocking or judging anyone's individual situation because I don't know everyone's situation. Maybe you do rely on certain health care provided by the government. Maybe you do rely on food stamps. Or so I'm not knocking that, but I'm saying me in particular, I'm not, you say, well, why aren't you mad? I'm not mad because I'm blessed. That's first and foremost. You can't be blessed and, and be mad. If you're mad, the Bible says be joyful and pray continually. So if you're joyful, there's no room for anger. You know what I mean? Not Certainly not continuous anger. Certainly not anger that lasts months and months and months and months. You know, some people have been mad since November. I'm like, whoa, where, where's your blessing at? You know what I mean? I mean, that's real. I'm sure you guys know people who are literally just mad and are going to be mad for the next eight years, which is crazy to me. Last thing I'm going to say about this. Listen, oh, uh, Donald Trump, guys, like him, love him, hate him, you know, he's doing everything he said he was going to do. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like if you don't like something, you have to do what you can do to change that reality. Every he said he was going to build a wall. He said he was going to keep these terrorists out. He said he was going to ban all these terrorists. He said he's going to uh, – He's going to repeal and replace Obamacare. Everything he's basically saying he's, he was going to do, he's doing. And the craziest thing is that people knew these things. They heard him say he was going to do these things, and they still chose not to vote. You know what I mean? In November, they still chose not to vote in, in, uh, in the midterm elections. And then the irony is that people will still probably not even vote next time. People will still not even vote in the next midterm election. That's, that's the ultimate irony of all of this. As mad as people are, the black turnout at, during these elections will still be abysmal. Right now, less than 40% of blacks are even registered to vote. So you already know how many actually vote. So just let, you know, ponder that for a little bit. Like, I want to keep it moving, though. I definitely want to talk about a lot of different things today. It's been a little while since I was live, so I have a lot to talk about, a lot to get off my chest. Bill O'Reilly. Everyone's talking about Bill O'Reilly. 
listen, guys, I don't, I don't care about Bill O'Reilly. You know what I mean? He, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was let out of his contract. That's another a very polite way of saying we're, we're going to fire you. A lot of his, his advertisers, um, and, and I just want to say it's interesting because I talk a lot about that, but in a different context. Oh, Bill O'Reilly was not fired, guys. You know, the show, his his producers chose to, you know, take him off the air and redirect those advertising dollars to other shows. But And what people need to understand is that's how much control that advertising dollars has. You ever notice I talk a lot about that, talk a lot about advertising dollars and the, and the power of it, ratings, advertising dollars. That's how the world is run. That's why these, these billionaires that have all these advertising dollars to allocate to different you know, places, that's why they're so powerful. That's why they have so much influence. That's how powerful. Bill O'Reilly has, so, has millions and millions and millions of fans and millions and millions of listeners. But once those advertisers started pulling out, they said, whoa, Bill, yeah, you're popular. Yeah, you have fans. But at the end of the day, it's about money. You ever notice why I don't have a lot of, or I don't, I don't even do advertising? I used to, you know what I mean? But I don't even do it because it's like they control you. Then your show, once your show becomes dependent on, on on these advertising dollars, on these ratings, then you can't say whatever you want like I can, like a lot of these people can. I shouldn't say a lot of these because I don't know too many people who do what I do like I do it. Most, most of these shows are, in fact, dependent upon advertising dollars for their survival. But, yeah, do I care about Bill O'Reilly? I mean, you know, it is what it is. He, evidently, he sexually harassed some people, um, you know, and, and so he was – I mean, that's how it goes. You know, you, you, you rattle the you, – you know, you rock the boat, you affect the advertising dollars, you're gone. Everyone's talking about Colin Kaepernick. I wasn't going to talk about him, but, I, you know, just to, it fits. But everyone's talking about Colin Kaepernick. Oh, we should boycott the NFL. We shouldn't watch the NFL draft. Don't go to the draft because he's, uh, you know, he's being blackballed by the NFL because of his, his political views. I said, what? I said, first of all, Colin Kaepernick, I respect him for what he did because he stood up for his beliefs. But, it, but what you guys have to understand is that's a decision he chose to make. So he now has to live with the consequences. First and foremost, Colin Kaepernick was it is an average quarterback. He's an average quarterback. Okay, he's not like a great quarterback at all. He wasn't even really good before he did that whole taking a knee thing. He wasn't good since the Super Bowl several years ago when he took San Fran to the Super Bowl. So let's get all that stuff. Oh my gosh, he should be plenty of great, good quarterbacks who don't have jobs. Plenty of help. Michael Vick couldn't get picked up. Not because he killed a whole bunch of dogs or whatever, but because his skills had diminished. I mean, he could still play. He was still, be clear, Michael Vick actually was better and is better, in my opinion, than Colin Kaepernick in every way. Statistically, he's better. He's faster. You know what I'm saying? But he just, there's so, a lot of teams, guys, have a decision to make. Do we try to go out and hire someone who is going to be, make us good now and help us win games now, or do we invest in our future? Do we develop maybe a, a really good or a potentially really good young quarterback? Do we draft someone and then let him play a little bit 
and, and get him the experience to, to really be our quarterback of the future. A lot of teams would rather do that than to try to win a couple more games now with an experienced average quarterback. They'd rather lose some games but let that young quarterback get experience. And that's what people are doing with Colin Kaepernick. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure he, if he, had he not expressed those political views, had he not taken a knee and done everything, been so outspoken, maybe he could be sitting on someone's bench right now. But you guys have to understand, these, these, it's, it's not for – he specifically is not worth the risk. He's not worth the headache. He's not worth the baggage. He's not worth the drama. And if anyone wants to be mad about that, go try that at your job. You know, go in there wearing a Black Panther T-shirt one day over your suit, go in there talking Black Lives Matter, you know, and do all that other stuff at your corporate America job. Go go grab a microphone in the cafeteria. Go try passing out some literature, you know, and go see how fast you get put on that list of people to get fired. Watch how fast you get put on an action. But not going to get fired for doing that because, like, this freedom of speech, there's probably no policies, you know what I mean, preventing you from speaking out. But once you get put on some of this, I'll tell you guys a story. My mom told me this, told me this as, a, as a child. She said, and this is, it's the same exact thing for corporate America, but these schools, you know, you get, if your kid gets on a particular list, you know, that gets, you know, the teachers see you as a problem, the principal sees you as a problem, you are always going to be on that list. And it's just about impossible. My mom, I remember, my, you know, five, six years old, I remember my mom telling me that, my father telling me that. So they fought and fought and fought for uh, to, you know, to instill in us the, the, you know what I mean, the right way to do things so we, we never got on that list. You know what I'm saying? That's not to say don't stand up for what's right, don't do certain things. But what, if you, you know what I mean, if you want something, if you want to be in corporate America, you're going to play the game. If you don't want to be in corporate America, you're going to do what you want to do. Colin Kaepernick evidently did not want to be in corporate America any longer, so he chose to do what he did. Me personally, I made a choice a long time ago that I don't want to be in corporate America anymore. I don't like playing that game. You see how that works? I want to do me. I want to be able to do what I want to do. I want to say what I want to say. So corporate America isn't for me. So, you know, we all have to make a decision, guys. You know, I, I recently, I want to say, give a, give a shout out. I said this online, but I was pulled over recently by some cops. Actually, I shouldn't say I was pulled over. I had a, one of my lights was up. Actually, my wife, I was driving my wife's car, and one of her lights was up. And uh, they just rolled up on me. Now, they could have harassed me. They could have, you know, gave me a hard time. You know what I mean? You know, searched the car, asked for driver's, uh, driver's license, registration, all that insurance. But they literally just informed me that my light was up. Now, I'll be honest with you. I don't even remember if they were white, I don't remember if they were black. Because it really it doesn't matter because, you know, I've had horrible experiences with black cops. I've had great experiences with white cops and vice versa. So it really just depends, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I think we need to, you know, support our police officers. You know, definitely hold them accountable for things that they do that are not okay. But ultimately, they have a very, very hard job. And I think we should be supportive of them, just the same way we support firefighters and teachers and social workers, you know, it's it's all it's all important. It's all needed, all right? Everyone's talking about this Pepsi ad. Oh, let's boycott Pepsi, you know, let's boycott Shea Moisture, you know, and I just want to tell black folk out there, specifically black folk, 
stop with the foolishness. You know what I mean? Stop it. You know what I mean? Stop with the foolishness. Stop with the shenanigans. I said online, I said, I know everyone's supposedly still mad about shame moisture and all this stuff. I said, you know, and how they choose to spend their advertising dollars. I said, but there have been hundreds of shootings in the black neighborhoods around the country this week alone. I said, let's see some coverage and social media outrage over those things. I mean, we get really mad about, you know, stuff that we have no control of. But what about these shootings? What about, you know, the thugs, the the gang members, the drug dealers, the hookers, the hoes, the pimps? You know, no one cares. But the moment, you know, Shea Moisture or, you know what I mean, Pepsi does something we don't like, oh, let's boycott, let's protest. I said, stop it. I said, black folk are going to boycott Shea Moisture and boycott Pepsi the same way they moved to Canada after Donald Trump was elected, the same way they stopped using Uber, the same way they, they you know I mean, stopped drinking Pepsi products, same way they, they uh, stopped going to Florida after Trayvon, and it's all BS. Have you guys noticed, I don't say a lot. Like, the things I say, are pre- they're pretty much real. If you don't hear me say something, it's because I don't have anything to say. But the thing, but when I do speak, when I do have, that's why I haven't done a show. I don't, if you can notice, I don't just do shows. I'd rather not do a show for a month or not do a show for two weeks than to do a show where everybody's like, oh, he could have kept that show. If I do a show, I'm going to kick the realness, I'm going to speak my mind, and it's going to be things that I'm passionate about. You know what I'm saying? But people need to stop the BS. No, people are still using Uber. People still got Pepsi in their refrigerator. You know, people are still going, talking about they're going to Miami, they're going to South Beach. What happened? In, I'm not going, what are you, we're not going to Florida anymore. I'm going to pro, people forgot all about Trayvon. And I, I don't know anybody that moved to Canada, do you? Oh, if, if Donald Trump gets elected, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move to Canada. Like, just stop it. Just stop the foolishness. You're not going to do a darn thing but go back to work at your same nine-to-five job. All right, Kendall Jenner is a celebrity. She chose to do a commercial. Shea Moisture chose to do something. Listen, we can we got to stop being so upset about what other people choose to do. Worry about yourself. You know what I mean? Worry about yourself. I said online last night. I said talking about this healthcare. I said I'm so glad. You know what I'm saying that that people no longer are going to be forced. To to uh to have health care and they're not going to be penalized anymore for having health. And once you believe, look at all these comments on my Facebook wall. I'm like, whoa! I'm just saying. Listen, I'm just saying. I'm happy. I'm not saying you have to be happy. I'm not saying that this is the greatest bill in the world. I'm just saying. I I'm, just like I've always said. I don't think it's right. It's not right. Government to dictate how and when we go to the doctor. That is not right. If the government wants to have so much, you know, power and influence over us, then, you know, give us free health care. You know that, that money that you take out of our taxes, government, every year? Just maybe add on a little bit. I'm pretty sure people wouldn't have a problem with that. Just make it a little bit more. The state taxes, the, the government taxes, just add on a little bit more and, the, and just make health care free. Right? Just do that just like Australia does, some other countries do. Provide health care for your citizens. You know what I mean? 
And if we want to expand that coverage, then fine, we'll pay a little bit more out of our pocket if we choose to. That's how I would like to see it. You know what I'm saying? But all this other stuff, you know what I'm saying, penalizing citizens, like, oh, I want to give you health care. You know what I'm saying? I want to, I'm going to force you. What I'm really going to do is I'm going to force you to have health care. And I'm going to penalize you if you choose not to have health care. Right? I'm going to get rich off of that, off of that, more rich off of that. But then I'm going to market it. I'm going to spin it as if I'm helping you, as if I'm giving you something. No, you're forcing me to have it. You're not giving me anything. You're forcing me to have something. So now they're saying, oh, everyone's going to be without health care. The people who were being forced to get it are now going to not be forced to get it. So they're saying they're going to be, they're going to lose it. You know what I'm saying? And so, listen, is this new plan, you know, the answer to everything? No, it's not. Do I even like this plan? I don't like our health care system, period. I've never liked it. I've never, I've always felt like we should have health care uh, provided to us by the government. That's been my views. So until we get that, I'm not going to be satisfied. I darn sure wasn't satisfied with Obamacare. I'm not satisfied with this new plan. You know what I mean? I've just told you that's what I would like to see happen. You know what I mean? So, and like I said, but I'm, people can feel how they want to feel. I had a guy on my, on my page saying, you know, Go ahead and let, let's talk. Let's debate about this. Let's, you know, tell me the pros and cons of both of both. Plans. I'm like, what? It's like five in the morning. I'm like, no, I'm not. For what? Am I just going to debate with you about my views? And, and so you can tell me, like, no, for what? I'm just saying, I, you know, what I'm, I'm happy that the government is no longer dictating, you know, how and when we go to the doctor. I don't. That's not their. Uh, that's not their job. That's not their right. You know what I mean? If I choose to go outside, to have my own health care, do what I want to do, that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not, the government should not be able to legislate that. But yeah, that's how I feel about it. You know, and like I said, follow the money, though. A lot of people don't, first of all, people don't understand. It's net, point, anyone, do this for me. Point to a period in time government has ever had an agenda of actually helping and empowering those less fortunate. Show me a time, whether the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, 2000s. At what point before that? Like, when, 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 is, when was it good? Donald Trump is talking about make America great again. When exactly was it great for our people? Slave talk? I mean, you tell the 60s, civil rights, Jim Crow? When exactly was it great? It was never great. So all this stuff, the government is this, the government is that. The government is the reason that the inner city school systems are so jacked up. How much better did the inner city school system get over the last eight years when Obama was in office? Did those, did the ghettos and the gang violence, how much better did it get under Obama? You think Obama gives a damn about any of that stuff? Of course not. The same way Donald Trump doesn't care, the same way Obama doesn't care, the same way Bush didn't care. President Donald Trump, Bush, Obama, these guys are millionaires. These guys are, well, Obama's out there jet skiing around the world and, you know, private yachts, private jets. 
with his family. He doesn't care about that stuff. Same way no, none of these politicians care about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? People out here living in a fantasy world. You know, yo, I'm going to tell you, check out Homeland. Check out Homeland, guys. I, I just, I've always watched My wife and I, I, have, I watched it from the beginning, and it's a good show. Maybe it fell off for a couple of years, but it, this, I just finished season six. And it was awful. It was really crazy. Uh, but what was very interesting about it was that it, it showed a lot about what goes on, how the media controlled by the government. And it's funny. It's very funny and ironic because I talk about this all the time, but they actually do a really good job of kind of showing you, you know what I mean, exactly how that works, you know, how these, 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 how the government secretly funds a lot of these these fake news sites, these fake news outlets that are specifically designed to shape public opinion, you know what I mean, one way or the other. You know, and it's very interesting because so people fall for the BS. They fall for the foolishness. They think, oh, my gosh, CNN said this or NBC said this or this website said this. But a lot of these people, a lot of these these news sites, these these correspondents, these anchors, they're really government informants. You know what I mean? Specifically put in place to sway public opinion. My major in college was was communication. My minor was journalism. I've taken many, many courses on media manipulation. That's how I know a lot of this stuff. And now it's just very interesting to see it playing out right before our eyes about issues that we're really all passionate about. So, you know, speaking of which, you look at what else is going on around the world. Look at everything that's going on. Look at Tay Diggs out here. I mean, I saw that clip where he was on Lip Sync Battle, dressing like a fruitcake. LL Cool J is on there wearing lipstick. You got all these fruitcakes. There's an agenda being there by the government and, and carried out by the media to present black men as feminine, as, as homosexuals, as weak, as, as, you know, illiterate gang members, drug dealers, like that that whole thing. Giving the, the Oscar to, to Mahershala Ali for being a... a a drug dealer giving the Oscar to Denzel for being a a, 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 a corrupt cop, for giving the Oscar to Halle Berry for being a, a, a freaking whore, getting smashed off by the white man, putting Kerry Washington in Washington to be the, the rich man's whore. In fact, every single black woman on television, you know, in a, in a leading role is an adulterer. It's all media manipulation. I talk about it all the time. It's all being done for a very specific purpose. And until we recognize that purpose, we're going to keep feeding into it and supporting it. And scandal. I'll just read a couple. Scandal. I, I add to the list. I always throw them out. Olivia Pope on Scandal. Uh, not Anika Noni Rose in The Quad, Adulterer. Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder, Adulterer. You know, Have and Have Nots, Adulterer. Being Mary Jane, Adulterer. Greenleaf, adulterer, queen sugar, adulterer. Today I want to talk about these adulterers. I want to talk about the sideline hoes. The year of the side chick is the uh, the title of today's show. Because there's so many different things that I want to talk about surrounding this. This, I mean, and that's why the media focuses on it uh, so much. You know, because that's what they want. That's how they want us to be viewed. You ever notice that they don't really talk about or or really like, you know what I'm saying? It's not a, they mention it, but it's not a big deal when someone white, you know, has an affair 
you know, or it's like, it's, you know what I mean? We, like, people like Wendy Williams, it's always like a big deal when it's us. Carmelo, Anthony, T.I. and Tiny, they do whole shows, you know, Love and Hip Hop. All of these shows that I just named, they're all African-American women being presented as whores and adulterers, and we love it. Why, that's a quick question, why do we as black folk love, we're the only race that does that, why do we love so much seeing our own people portrayed as the scum of the earth? I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen, uh, you know, Africans or, or Japanese, Asian, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, Mexican. I've never seen any other race take so much pride and pleasure in watching their own people be presented as scum. Look at white music. Go to go into your car, turn on your stereo, turn on your, your, your local white top forty station. You'll hear some Justin Bieber, you know, some you know, a whole bunch of other people. You know what I'm saying? You'll hear some nice I I actually like it a lot of times. Get some nice catchy tunes, some dance tunes, some country, some love songs. You know what I'm saying? Maroon Five, all these guys. You know, some nice love song that you might sing along to when you're alone in the car by yourself. You know what I mean? Until you're at the stoplight and someone looks over so you act like you ain't singing. But on the black station, we got to act like niggas. You know, Percocet, Molly Percocet. Molly, what? Yo, Promethazine, what the heck are you? Future is out here glorifying drug use. Molly and Percocet. Jay-Z is out here glorifying rape. Rick Ross, trap, 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 trap. If you don't know what trapping is, it's drug dealing. A trap house is a drug house. I'm the plug. You're on the plug. Oh, you're the plug. You supply drugs to people. All that. Oh, we we are drug dealers. We're gang members. We're You know what I'm saying? We actually do drugs. All this stuff that, that these artists are putting out there, you know what I'm saying? We black women are presenting themselves as, ho- as hoes. Black men are calling their own women hoes and and bitches. But the white folk, you know what I'm saying? They, they're glorifying. They're uplifting. They're singing about love and marriage and happiness. What are we singing about? What are we rapping about? Drug use, trapping, gang violence, young thug. Look at these. Look, yo, young thug, little Uzi. You know what I mean? Don't let me, I mean, you know, look at all these freaking rappers. Every single rapper, every single, uh, every single rapper sing raps about drugs, violence, and, and, and negatively uh, portraying our women. Crazy is that? Every single one of them. And if you don't do those things, you're not going to be heard on mainstream radio. Now, if you're someone like Common or, you know, uh, you know some of these other uh, artists that don't ever get their music heard by the masses, well, then, yeah, you can rap about it and sing about whatever you want. But if you want to be heard on the radio in front of millions, you have to sell your soul and sacrifice your morals and values. Real quick, when's the last time you heard a Lupe Fiasco song on the radio? Not, not in a while, right? I, I think I've told this story before, but a couple of years ago, I remember watching an interview with him, and he actually said, he was like, you know what? He's like, I think I'm pretty much done with, with the industry. And like, what do you mean? You're at the height of your career. Like, what do you mean? Like, you got a new album. He's like, yeah, you know, you know, I got a new album out, but I think this is it for me. Like, after this album, 
I'm basically done. They're like, oh, you're, you know, you satisfied your, your contractual obligation. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm basically done. He's like, you know, I'm not, not, not to say I'm done with music, but I'm done with the industry. And I was like, wow, so many people probably heard that and had no idea what he was talking about. But what people don't understand is to be in the industry, you lose your soul. Who are able to get out while they still can. You know what I mean? Other people, it, it, it literally totally consumes them. You know, that's when you get into, you know, the drugs and the, the sacrifices and, the, you know what I mean, everything else. It, it, it literally consumes your soul in every way possible. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. But, yeah, let's talk a little bit about, like I said, these these sideline hoes. And, and here's the thing, guys. And, and if, you, if, you, if you get some time, go back and check out that actual show from many, many, many years ago. I don't, I don't even remember who was my co-host. It might have been – I don't think it was Courtney. I think I'm pretty sure it was Gerald. It might you know, it, it have even been before Gerald, to be quite honest with you. But, yeah, Google it. Look it up. You know, and that was the original sideline. This is sideline whole part two where I don't want to just talk about these situations, but I want to talk about how to avoid those situations. One of the things that women need to – first of all, there's a, there's a term out here. There's a very common term out here that I've heard a lot in different contexts, but it's basically hoes be winning. I've even seen people with T-shirts that, that say that. I've, I've done counseling sessions where women have actually asked me, they said, you know, Dayton, you know, I hear what you're talking about and everything, and, you know, I'm feeling you, but, you know, it, it seems to me like these hoes, the side chicks, the women you speak out against, are actually winning, you know. They it seems like they're the ones that are getting approached. They're the ones that are getting married. That those are the women that these men want. The women with the boobs out, the ass out, you know. The the women who are putting out. Those are the women that these men want. And I have to tell women. First of all, hoes are not winning. Okay, because first of all, what you got to realize is winning is is getting love. You see what I'm saying? Winning is actually having love. Winning is having a husband. Winning, winning is having a, a a wife, you know, kids. Winning is having a household. Winning is actual happiness, not not what you think these celebrities are out here doing. No one is actually happy being a side chick. No one is happy being a whore. You understand that? Like nobody, even as hard as the media tries to, you know, put out this image of these these celebrities, no one really wants that. Everyone wants what they what the enemy is telling them that they cannot have. You know, nobody wants to be. I mean, look at these shows. Look at this show. The irony is the shows that the most popular shows that these women are watching and so glued to the TV about. Scandal. Is Olivia Pope really winning? Is she really? I mean, really, I, 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 you know, I watch it. I used to watch it, but I don't really watch it anymore. But, like, I may watch it if it's on or if my wife, my wife is watching. But Olivia Pope is not happy, right? Anika Noni Rose on the quad, if you guys watch it, she's not happy. Viola Davis, I don't even watch How to Get Away with Murder, but, you know, I think we can all agree her character isn't happy. You know, being Mary Jane, is Mary Jane Paul happy? 
you know, being a hoe, going to these clubs and meeting these men, having one-night stands and, you know, dealing with these different dudes, getting smashed off in, 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 her, in the TV studio. Is she really happy? Are the women on Greenleaf happy? Queen Sugar, are they happy? Are any of these women being shown on TV happy? No. However, Felicia Rashad was happy on the Cosby show. You know what I'm saying? All these other shows, like if you look at the the mother on Family Matters, if you look at, I mean, all these shows, Will Smith's wife on on freaking All of Us was happy. Uh, I'm just throwing out random shows. The the mom on Parenthood, really Florida was, was on Good Times was happy. They didn't have a pot to piss in, but they were happy, right? Until James died. You know what I mean? She was happy. That's the ultimate irony. They they make these single moms out of people, and then they wonder why people aren't happy. To say that single mothers can't be happy, but at the end of the day, no one's happy and single. See, I'm the type of guy, I'm not going to sugarcoat stuff. I'm not going to, you know, just say stuff just because it sounds good. Single mothers are not happy. Single fathers are not happy. Everyone is is constantly searching for love. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean you have to be miserable or depressed. But don't fool, don't fool yourself. Don't lie to yourself and say that you're content being single. You're content being without love because that's not how God designed us. You see what I'm saying? And, and that's what we have to get out of. We have to get out of that slave mentality. See, that's what the slave masters did. They would actually convince the 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 light-skinned slaves, oh, yeah, you're, you're happy. You can sleep in the big house. You know what I'm saying? You can sleep in the White House. You won't have to be out in the cotton fields. You can just serve the, serve the guests. You know, you're happy, right? I take good care of you, right? But at the end of the day, they're slaves. The devil tried to tell the Israelites that they were happy out in the wilderness. You know, he tried to tell them that they were happy or happier, you know, as slaves. So some of them were talking about, you know, we should just go back, but not knowing that God has something totally better. And that's the kind of mentality, that's the kind of way you have to look at this stuff. You know, if you look at some of these these celebrities that, that you know, everyone's breaking up. You know, first of all, first of all, order to avoid being a side chick, in order to avoid being single, in order to avoid having a side chick rule in your life, you have to first and foremost admit that love is the goal. What happens is a lot of people have developed and built up this wall and this guard to the point that they've convinced themselves that they're happy or okay being single. So they've done this. So while they they have this mentality of, oh, I'm, I don't need a man, I don't want a man, this and that, da, 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 they finally get a man. And then they wonder why that man isn't fully committing to them. They wonder why after a few months, after a few years, that man is still seeking out comfort in the arms of another woman. You cannot have this this way of thinking, you know, and still expect a man to love you, to still expect a man to be faithful to you if you're deep down saying, I don't need him. Look at y'all. Some of y'all, and this is no disrespect to anybody, but a lot of women out there, they don't even want to take the man's last name. You love your independence so much. You want you love this man. 
but you love your independence more. So you, you'll marry him, but you'll keep your own last name. There's not a man on the planet who wants you to keep your last name. Not a man on the planet. Now, some men accept it, right? Some men tolerate it. But actually, and that's, where, that's how far detached we've come from actual happiness. There are women, and I've had these conversations. There are women out there who will tell you. I say, so, you know, single women, single women who will tell you they want love. I say, so, if you get a man, if you get married, are you, you, are you going to drop your last name? Are you going to take his last name? Hell no. Hell no. I'm keeping my last name. I said, whoa. I said, oh, you are? I said, well, have, just out of curiosity, have you thought about how he might feel about that? Like, what's he think about that? You know, I don't know. I don't even care. <laughs> Wait, oh, you don't care, huh? And and that's, that's the, and I just want to lay the foundation. Because in many, not all, but in many cases, that way of thinking is exactly why you have these, these, these people, these side chicks that I'm about to discuss. Because there's not a man on the planet who is going to be happy with that. And at the end of the day, all men want to do is be happy. That's it. We don't, the irony is that we really don't need a lot. And I'm talking about good men. I'm talking about really great men. I'm not talking about the losers, the weirdos. I'm talking about great men, you know, God-fearing men who are in that ready-to-settle-down stage that I talk about. If you get that type of man, all you need is a, a, a great wife, some beautiful babies, a good home-cooked meal every once in a while, some good sex from his wife. I mean, you know, that's being real. And that's really it, man. Throw a couple of dollars in his pocket, and he's good. But once you introduce all these other things, these this independent way of thinking, this selfishness, that's when he he his needs you know he's not his needs are not being met. And every woman, a lot of not everyone, but a lot of these women. All they want to do is talk about them. Well, what about what the woman needs? Well, well, what about our needs? See, see, and that's the problem. Those of you who are listening right now, you're listening because you actually want love and you're open to change. There's so many women out here who are so closed-minded that they won't even listen, and then they wonder why they're single. They wonder why they can't get a man. They wonder why they can't keep a man. They wonder why they're always getting cheated on because they don't listen. Men will actually, whether it's me, whether it's other men, whether it's the guy you're actually dealing with, these men will actually tell you exactly what they want. If you really stop and listen, these men will tell you. You know I'll tell you. We will tell you exactly what we want. But the vast majority of women are so caught up in what they want. They're so caught up in how they want things to be and how they have those things have been over the course of their life. They're unwilling to adapt to allow that man to come in and actually be a man and lead. A lot of women grew up, a lot of African-American women grew up without a father. They grew up not knowing and not being able to witness a, a positive black man lead. A lot of times I can't even be myself. I meet these women outside in the street sometimes, and they're so used to negative encounters with with black men. They don't even know how to treat a nice guy like myself. You know, like I just, I just, I don't want to be too specific, but I just had a conversation with, a, with an African American woman, woman uh, today, actually, to be quite honest with you, 
but but on a regular basis. And, and you know, so many African American women are are so combative for no reason. Well, I shouldn't say for no reason, but combative for no reason in that moment. And then they wonder, and you and you you can't even be friendly to a, to someone who isn't trying to have sex with you, someone who wishes you no harm, but because you're so used to that, going all the way back to your father back in the day, you can't even fathom the idea of being friendly to someone who reminds you in the slightest of either the memory you have of your father before he left, passed away, or whatever, or the guy, your baby's dad, or a guy who just had sex with you last night and never called, or whatever it is. That pain, that hurt, and that resentment, if not dealt with, will be the reason these side chicks come into the picture. See, I know this isn't politically correct. You're not going to hear this on Steve Harvey's show. You're not going to hear this anywhere else because it's not politically correct. It's not socially correct. It's not going to sell books. It's not going to drive up ratings or advertising dollars. But it is the truth. If you are good to your man, if you're able to fully commit to your man emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, you give that man your all, 100% of you, he will give you 100%. But when you're holding back a certain percentage because of past hurt, pain, resentment, depression, daddy issues, or whatever it is, trust and believe there will be somebody else nine times out of ten who will fill that other 10%. He doesn't have to love her. He doesn't have to marry her. He doesn't have to actually be with her. But whatever that 10% is, whatever that 15% is, you know, you best believe there will be some hoe out here, some side chick out here who will be that friendly personality. Now, a lot of women out there, there's a certain percentage of women. There's about 50, from my, from my experience, it's about 50 at half and half. See, half of the women listening are listening with their notepads and pissed off right now. They're at work on their iPads. Or they're listening to the archives at another point in time, and then they're pissed off. Because they're saying, well, well, well you're, you're justifying cheating. It sounds like you're making excuses for these men who cheat. But the other 50% actually get it. And see, those who are, first of all, the first percentage who are mad and upset and don't like what I'm saying right now, those are the women who've been cheated on. Those are the women who will continue to be cheated on. I, I promise you, I guarantee that. The other half are women who are actually taking this information and taking this knowledge and saying, whoa, that, what you're saying, Dayton, is not cool. It's not cool for these men to cheat, which is not. But you know what? I don't want that to be me. So I'm going to make sure I'm not like the women that he's talking about, even though it's not. Because, of course, listen, how many times over the years have you guys heard me talk about why men cheat, talk about, you know, so many stories, so many shows over the years. And I always say it's not, there's, there's never a justification, there's never a rationalization for cheating. But there are reasons. The question is, are you a woman who is giving that man a reason? Now, in many cases, the reason might be nothing other than he's a man in the dog stage or that player stage and has no business being in that relationship to begin with. You know, but at, no matter what the reason, you've got to make sure you don't give him those reasons or be in that situation to begin with. All right? So 
So let's talk a little bit about one of the, one of these these couples. Now, everyone, this is interesting because I want each of, none of these situations is the same that I want to talk about. They're all different, you know what I mean. But I want to talk about them from a different. Jesse Williams and his wife. He had an African American wife who I guess he'd been married to for for you know many years, and they revealed that they were separated, right, or had separated. Now, fast forward some months, he's now dating this, this, this white woman. I don't have her name in front of me right now, but he's dating this white woman who's a very attractive white woman, very, very beautiful white woman. And not that that matters. He's an attractive guy, handsome guy. They make a nice couple. Everyone on social media, and what they say, black Twitter, they say he, he's being drugged. It's actually dragged. Uh, for those uh, journalistic folk out there, but he's being dragged through the media. There's no such word as drug, by the way. A drug is a, a pharmaceutical item, but yeah, there's, <laughs> but yeah. So he's being dragged by the the black Twitter, black media, whatever the heck you want to call it, which is a whole stupid thing in and of itself. Um, but they're saying that he has this side chick, or that she was his side chick, or and that he he left his wife. For the white woman, once he got popular, once he got successful, he left his black wife for the side chick. I said, well, I, I had some problems with that. I said, first of all, it's my understanding that they had been separated, right? They had been separated for quite some time, you know? So, but aside from that, no matter how long they've been separated, if a man says, and first of all, Jesse Williams never said that he, he cheated, Okay. His wife has not put anything out that said he cheated. So why is everyone assuming that he cheated? You know, it, should he be single forever? Another example similar to that was Alicia Keys and Swiss Beats. Everyone was saying, well, you know, Alicia Keys is a homewrecker. She stole Swiss Beats from Mashonda. I said, well, I, I actually just got finished listening to an interview with Mashonda. And then a, a different interview with Swiss Beats, who was saying that they had they had been separated, they had been separated months, five, at least five or six months prior to prior to uh, Swiss even meeting Alicia Keys, says that she's a homewrecker. I said, "Wow, how's that?" So it's, it's crazy. So listen, I don't have a problem with Jesse Williams. Another issue that I heard that they were saying with him was. Well, how she's supposed to be this black activist, but he has a white girlfriend now. I said, okay, what what what's the punchline? Like, what do you what's the what's the big deal? You know, if you uh, should black activists only date? First of all, I don't even, what is a black activist? That's just a stupid term. An activist is someone who is passionate about improving their community. Not just the black community, not just the white community, but just the world, the community itself. So he's he's black, but he doesn't have to be a black activist. He's just passionate about certain issues. So does that mean that he can't date, he only has to date black women? First of all, people have to realize, there's nothing wrong with dating outside of your race. We've got to get rid of it. There's nothing wrong with that. If he wants to date a black woman, I mean, I, first of all, I can see if he was, I mean, he was married to a black woman for many years. Women are women. Either you're going to be a good woman and you're going to have a good relationship 
or or you're not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Every relationship, every woman is not the same. So maybe, they, you know, they just didn't have a good relationship, so they broke up. Who knows? It doesn't mean that this new woman is, you know what I'm saying, is better than the black woman. It just means she's a different woman with different issues and maybe just a better fit for him. But no matter what the situation, it's his business. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know that that's a crazy, you know, way of thinking, but it's his life. He can do what he wants to do. It's actually, guess what? It's actually none of our business. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> as crazy as that is. You know, who else? Kirk and Rashida. I'm just going down the list. This is in no particular order. But Kirk and Rashida. Now, I found this I found this to be very interesting. Now, I watch Love and Hip Hop. You guys know that. I watch that. You know, I've done many shows on the different Love and Hip Hops over the years. Kirk is a very interesting person. You know, I mean, he's just, I mean, first of all, he's a, he's a bastard. Kirk is, a, is the type of man that you guys hear me talk about that you want to stay far, far, far away from, okay? And, and I don't know too much about Rashida other than what I see on the show, but it seems like she could do a lot better than him and, and should be with someone better than him that would not do the things. I mean, this guy has cheated, not, I mean, many times, and that's just the times that we've seen. Okay, but and the craziest thing about it is she's still gonna stay with him. That's the craziest thing. Like we we're all watching this, and now who knows? The whole thing could be fake. But I mean, you know, based on what we see, you know, he's a bastard, and she's still gonna stay. Now I could be totally wrong. The show could be totally fake. But this guy, if you don't watch the show, this is someone who has evidently cheated on her, had a baby with with a stripper you know, um, lied about it, denied it, all of a sudden decided he wanted to come clean about it, you know, and, 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 yeah, and now they're going through it. One thing that I'll say about that, though, is, and there's no but, like, he's a bastard. He is the scum of the earth. He's, like, just a horrible person. Him, people like Peter Guns, like, they're just horrible. Stevie J, just horrible people, horrible men, liars, dogs, cheaters, players, you know, all that stuff I talk about. However, and I talk about this on shows that I do, like on the barbershop and the barbershop talking, this is the type of talk that women are not privy to. It's very important, guys, as women. And this is, again, not to make any type of excuses for for infidelity. But, again, I've I've actually, it's, it's crazy. I've actually said this. I said what women need to do is listen. Not to what these men are necessarily saying to you, but if there's ever a way for you to be a fly on the wall and actually listen conversations amongst men, because that's where you get the truth. A man can lie to you, a man can lie, but when we get together with our homies, right? I'm not just talking about the, you know what I'm saying, the secret informants, the paper. I'm talking about our homies, like the people that we go to to actually confide in, the people that we go to to get advice from, our old heads, our young bulls, like like the people that we actually trust. That's where we're going to keep it real. And if you guys look at the show, there were a couple of scenes, I think, I forget, I think he was talking to uh, uh, Scrappy, 
where he was actually, like, Scrappy was trying to tell him, like, yo, man, Rashida's a good chick. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, that's your wife. You want your wife. You got to make things right, this and that. And he's saying, like, yeah, I hear you, but maybe this happened for a reason. May, you know what I'm saying? He, and he just kind of went into how unhappy he was. He talked about how he would try to get sex and how she was just arguing with him all the time and he, how unhappy he was being with her. Now, again, for the fifth and millionth time, nothing that he just said, nothing that I just said, is a justification or a rationalization for cheating. However, what Kirk was explaining to Scrappy was the actual reasons why he cheated. Right? I mean, that's just, he, the, at the end of the day, he was not unhappy. I've actually had those same exact conversations with actual cheaters. You know what I'm saying? I've, you know, it's like, yo, man, what are you doing? What's up with you, man? You, 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 you leaving your wife? You ain't, y'all, y'all not together no more? What's up? Yeah, man, you know, she always, every time I come home, she want to argue with me. Everything is a fight. Everything is a problem. She hard-headed. She don't listen. She nags, and she's selfish, and, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm just sick of the fighting. I'm sick of the arguing, man. Every time, you know what I'm saying? It's this other chick. She just, you know what I'm saying? And one thing led to another. I'm like, yeah, man, but, you know, I hear you, but you still got it. You know what I mean? Do you want to be with her? I mean, yeah, I'm just so sick of the fight. And, listen, I'm not going to sissy. That's what you got to realize. The, the the homies, we're going to try to talk sense into them. We're going to try to give some really good advice. But at the end of the day, we're really we're more so there to listen. And if more women listened, you know what I'm saying, and actually understood some of these reasons, there actually would be more less men out there having sex with strippers, less men out there having these babies because they didn't, you know what I'm saying, they just got in there hitting it raw, and one thing lets her not, next thing she's pregnant. Again, it's not right, but it's real. You know? I said I said years ago when we first started, wow, I'm like, oh, man, they'll be split up soon. You know, because nobody wants to, no, no man wants their home to be a battlefield. Another good example of that. This is probably the best example of that. Look at T.I. and Tiny. Let's talk about T.I. and Tiny real quick. I, I recently did a show, and you guys may remember it, probably one of, like, maybe five or six live shows ago where I, I went into great detail about that whole situation with Floyd Mayweather and her dancing with him at, at Mariah Carey's holiday party. You know, I did a whole thing with it. I said, I said, oh, they're done. They are. It is a wrap. Anytime when you actually come to blows, a man comes to blows with another man, that is his enemy. And and you have a woman like Tiny who has this quote-unquote friendship with that man. First of all, a friendship is, is, is enough. Like a friendship is already over the line. But you now you're you're dancing with him. You're spending time with him. You're going out of out of your way to try to make uh, Ti jealous. Oh, you, you that that woman would be dead to me. You know what I'm saying? And the only reason I feel like he stuck around was before because of the kids. That situation would have been enough. You and then you add on to it. You know these interviews that she's out here doing. These these this social media stuff that she's out there doing. She's out there. You know, and you I don't really watch the show, but I've seen it. And and just her attitude, like, 
they've had some very, very public, um, like, like clashes. Like, they had some stuff with the reality show as far as how much stuff, like, the, her and the girlfriend, they did, see, I didn't want her to do that. They've had some very, very public fights. And let me ask you a question. As long as you, some of y'all have known me for over 10 years. Some of y'all know me from the very beginning. Some of y'all know me for five years, for four years, for seven years, whatever it is. Since I've been with my wife, how many, how, what have, what have me and my wife argued about? Like, what, what have y'all ever heard, like, me about my wife? Or what, what fights, what arguments, what issues has she had about me? What, you know what I'm saying? Just name one. Somebody name one for me. Don't worry about it. You can't. Because there are none. Washington, there are there's not that there aren't any issues. It's that no one knows about it. And guess what? That's how it should be. When you get into a situation where the world knows your business, I'm scrolling through my news feed and I see all these posts about men and your husband or my that nigga ain't and isn't that it's like, okay, you're saying you're you're publicly bashing him to everyone that you know and everyone that he knows, and you think he's gonna be what you want? You think he's not going to go out and sleep with somebody else, especially somebody who wants to, who actually wants to be friendly, who wants to be, you know what I'm saying, nice and, and actually tender and loving and all that other stuff. And that's not to say he wants to be with that woman, but what's going to keep him from, from enjoying, you know, taking a little vacation away from the drama and, and away from the BS? Nothing. There's nothing going to be there to stop him. So, it, again, all T.I. and Tiny, all they did was fight, 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 fight. And I heard she was on Wendy Williams, and she said something like, she was like, yeah, so you went to this party, you know, and Floyd was there. She's like, well, why were, you all, why were you there? Why were you all up in his face? She's like, well, if he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, I wouldn't even have to be. Like, it's just like nobody wants to hear that dumb stuff. First of all, let's just, let me, y'all know me. I keep it real. Tiny is not attractive, okay? Tiny looks like, like crap. You know, no disrespect, but she's not an attractive woman. She's going out getting blue eyes and, you know what I'm saying? She just looks like she's horrible. And so so if you're not even going to, you know what I'm saying, look a certain way, you better have the best personality possible. I'm just, no, no disrespect. You know what I mean? That's just my realness. No disrespect to anyone. You, you better have the nicest personality. You better be the most humble. You know what I mean? Don't, especially if you look like Tiny. You know that's just being real, and then, and then so you go from tiny, and then you and you don't you know what I'm saying you only run around with Floyd. See, I said, oh, that's what you want to do. I'm gonna go out and get the baddest chick out there, because I've been waiting to talk about Bernice for a minute here. A lot of people don't understand like Bernice Burgos is, is and, and how can I put this? She's beautiful. Bernice is a very attractive woman, and, and this isn't just me saying this. I'm saying this, like the fellas talk, and this is I'm talking about the 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 barbershop consensus. Men have these 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 lists, these ratings, and Bernice is universally regarded as ever as the number one you know woman out there. You know, same way Halle Berry when Boomerang was out was number one. The same way I'm sure in her day Pam Greer was number one. You know, Dorothy Dandridge back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, whoever, you know, that person right now is Bernice. And and women need to, and, and that's no disrespect to women, but they just need to understand. They need to, be, need to be aware of that, okay? And so what I'm trying to tell you guys is that 
it's not right. None of this is right. But when you, and again, men should not cheat, and, you know, you should communicate, and if things are not going well and you have to leave, then you should just do that. You should just leave. But unfortunately, we live in a messed up world where men and women do some messed up things, and I'm I'm trying to help the women avoid their man finding comfort in the hood version of Bernice, okay? Don't be tiny out here and have your man running around with Bernice. It can be avoided. You know, I don't know exactly where things went wrong for them, but it, it appeared, and again, I don't know, but it appeared that there was a point prior to all the Floyd stuff, prior to all the arguments, that there was a point where, where T.I. and Tiny were happy. So I don't know if, if, if Floyd was the last straw, but I know for a fact he was a straw, okay? He was a, a, a piece of the puzzle that led to the dissolution of their, their marriage. Uh, just, again, we still got the 50-50. It's a 50-50 rule. 50% of these women out here listening in, however you're less listening, wherever you're listening, whenever, you know what I'm saying? That will, some people will love it, some people will hate it. But the women who can get past the anger and get past the, you know, just the, the harshness of my tone and actually self-reflect and say, whoa, do I want to be mad right now and talk about how that nigga better never cheat? Or do I want to self-reflect on my actions to hopefully ensure he doesn't feel like he even needs to cheat? See, someone like myself, I don't feel like I need to cheat. I'm happy. I'm a very, you know, I don't know how y'all feel, but I live a blessed life. I got a beautiful wife. I got beautiful kids. You know, I love what I do. Sometimes I wake up and my biggest, uh, my biggest, Concern is which car am I going to drop my my kids off in? You know what am I going to do today? You know what are we going to have for dinner? Which park am I going to take the the kids to? That's like the 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 most stressful part of my day, many days, most days. So you know what I'm saying? But you know I'm happy I don't have to come home to a, a war zone. I'm happy I don't have to come to a, a, a come home to a battlefield. If you're if you are listen, what's I'm saying? If you are that battlefield, ladies. Chances are your man isn't coming home. You know what I'm saying? I went out last week with my wife. I said we we actually stayed out. We had a my my kids spent the night at my uh, my parents' house, and because you know it was my 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 sister in law's birthday party, we had a great time. <clears throat> we didn't get in until like two three. I'm like whoa, I'm exhausted. You know why I was so tired? Because I don't even go out like that. That's like the you know what I mean? I don't even go. There was a time where I would go out with the homies come in 4 o'clock, 5 in the morning, you know. But but now it's like I'm asleep by 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, you know what I'm saying, in the crib. If your man is out there roaming the streets all hours of the night, chances are, ladies, it's not that he's just, you know what I'm saying, He's just it could just be a bastard just not looking forward to coming home to you. And one way or the other, you don't want that to be the case. You can play the blame game if you want, or you can just say, you know what? Let me, let me. Who cares about being right? I'll, I'll let you be right. Let me tell you this one thing, ladies. You are never going to win a power struggle with your man. You're never going to win. 
You might think you won because he just got quiet. You may think you won because he said, okay, you're right. You might think you won, but, ladies, you, will ne- you never actually win. If you create an environment where you feel you constantly have to be right and you constantly win, that actually goes against the natural order of things, the biblical order of things. The man is supposed to be the leader. I mean, really, God is the leader of the household. The man is the leader of, uh, excuse me, God is the leader of the man. The man is being led by God. The man is going to be the leader of the house. The woman submits to the husband. The wife submits to the husband. If that's not how your your household, your life is structured, it, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be led, you know, in the opposite direction. Let's talk about someone else here. We got a few other people to talk about. Lala and Carmella. Now, this, this is interesting. Now, they used to have the reality show on, uh, on VH1. I used to watch that with my wife. And it was very interesting. It was a very interesting show. But I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure she remembers, and I maybe even, I'm, actually, I know for a fact I discussed it on this show back when it was on maybe, what, four or five years ago. And I said then, I said, oh, they're, they're going to be done. There's no way they're going to last. I said it then, okay, and you may even, I don't know if you can or not, I don't know if I made it a title or a specific show, but you may be at a Google, you know what I'm saying, Carmelo or Lala, you know, maybe a, a, a old show will come up where I discussed it, but you guys have to understand, when you are, and I'm not blaming, I don't, don't, I don't want you to think I'm blaming, it's not about, because again, Carmelo most likely is just an asshole, you know, to be real with y'all. See, that's, what, that's the thing, people, a lot of women can't, they, that's to be either or with them. They want to play the blame game. You know, I got into a debate with a young woman recently on, on Facebook. She wanted to play the blame game. Male versus, you know, men are from Mars, women are from It's not about that. It's not about right or wrong. It's about what it is. And the reality is Carmelo probably is an asshole. But at the end of the day, there were plenty of episodes of that show out there. Like, I don't know if I want to be married to Lala the way she acting like that. You know, and I'm just being real. And if men look, can look at something like that, and that's how men are feeling, you know, you go out with your homies, a guy a guy in the group, he, he used an analogy. He said, you know, sometimes he just wants to nail the 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 uh, the, the waitress at the Waffle House, and, and that's real. But it's not – it's very few men. Let me tell you something. It's very few men who have a great wife at home who are overcome with temptation. You know, they have a, a great life, a happy home, great wife, who are overcome with temptation to the point where they've got to go and smash off the waitress at the Wild House, even though everything else is great. N- normally, and again, this is just from personal conversations, normally it's it's those things are done when there's unhappiness in the household. And that's not to say that there's always going to be happiness or everyone's happy 100% of the time, but, you know, Overall, if you're unhappy, a lot of men are not going to just say, okay, I'm going to divorce you. I'm going to go through the the courts and pay all this child support just because I'm unhappy, you know, and I want some happiness in my life. A lot of guys are going to take the easy route and just go and seek out that temporary happiness with a stripper, with an ex-girlfriend, 
with a coworker. And again, for the 100,000th time, none of that is right. But it is real, and it does actually happen. The question, ladies, is do you want that to happen to you? Conversation with someone about Lala and Car- Carmelo, and, and they were, were talking about his, her uh, acting. Now, many of you know she's on Power, and she's been in some movies, and you know. But 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 listen, but specifically Power, and the fellas know, you know, Lala on Power is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? The fellas know. Now, I I don't know how Carmelo feels about that. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's cool with that. Maybe he's supportive of her being an actress and, you know what I'm saying, doing some different things. But I, from what I understand, she wasn't doing those things when he when they first met. And it's like if you marry an actress, okay, whatever, you know what it is. But I don't know how many men would be cool with, with, with you know, watching your woman, you know, ride another dude in the car with, 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 them, with, with them things out. I don't know. So, you know, I mean, it is what it is. Or, you know, not in the car, but in, you know, wherever the heck she has been, you know, giving, smashing all of what, Sean? So, it's crazy. But, again, I don't know if that's the reason or not. You know, but, like I said, it was evident to me years ago that there was some, definitely some unhappiness uh, in that, in that, that, that situation. So, fellas, ladies, do what you can do to ensure your man or woman is is overall happy. If not, negative things will occur, usually. Let's talk a little bit about um, can do and marry. So all these sides. Now, it's interesting. I was watching, a, a, actually listening to an interview uh, with Mary on – the Breakfast Club, actually, no, I think it was uh, Angie Martinez, and she was just kind of telling the story about how, you know, she's always had, um, you know, these issues. Well, not always, but they, they were going through some issues, and, you know, he just, it was evident that he just was not happy anymore. You know, he, she was specifically saying he just doesn't want her anymore, and he was saying he always wanted her to do this or do that, and it just became clear that he just wasn't happy, you know, and, and she stayed. You know, and it was interesting. I mean, really, the whole situation is interesting. And again, this isn't to blame Mary or anything, because Kendo Kendo seems like a clown. You know, definitely because all the the money he's asked for and different things. But uh, but aside from that, the whole thing. And you guys know, one of my earliest shows. You know, I'm talking about ten years ago, where I did a special on the definition of emotional unavailability. Like when I first started using that term, you know, I did a show, you know, specifically to help people understand, you know, what that term means, why I use it. And I use Mary, anyone who's heard those shows, they're all archived. In fact, anytime I discuss emotional unavailability, I talk about, I use Mary J. Blige as an example. And she's always been, for me, the epitome, the poster child of emotional unavailability. I mean, just things she's going through in her life. Uh, and, that, again, emotional unavailability is not an attack on a woman. Let's be clear about that. Emotional unavailability is a state of being. You know, and, and the reality is a lot of women, unfortunately, do struggle with that. 
and you know it could be a, a loss of a loved one, it could be daddy issues, it could be you know uh, an ex that's not fully out of your life, hurt, pain, resentment. It could be many different things, but you know she she she'll tell you herself she's always struggled with low self esteem, she struggled with depression. She'll tell you herself that she's always had insecurity issues, uh, and a lot of those issues it is uh, portrayed through her music. And so, I mean, you know, you can even look up the video of her actually punching, you know, Kendu in the face, and that was years ago. And I'll be honest, I mean, if you have a rela- a toxic relationship or a relationship that's toxic to the point that it becomes physical by one or both parties, I mean, it's not too, you know, it's not too much worse than you can get than that. You know what I mean? And I'm just being honest with you. Like, she punched him in the face on camera, and yet he surprised or anyone is, is anyone really surprised that he left her for 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 another woman? And again, I, again, I'm not blaming her, and I'm not justifying his actions, but I'm just talking about the reality of the situation. Is anyone really surprised? There's no way in hell I'd stay with the woman who punched me in the face and certainly not stay years and years after that happened. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy, you know. And so I think at some point, you know, people have to understand that it's it's impossible. It's really impossible to build a successful anything with a unsteady foundation. You know what I mean? That Their foundation was never solid. You know, uh, so you can't, I mean, how great can it really be? I mean, Lamar and Chloe, I told y'all when they, back when they first got together, I said, oh, make no mistake about it. I said, they're going to be divorced in a few years. But I think at the time, there were some positive things that I saw about how Chloe was interacting with Lamar. But, you know, anyone who heard that show, you know, I predicted it right then and there. And I predicted a whole bunch of different things, Kanye and Kim, things that haven't happened yet. You know, the same way I predicted stuff in the past that's coming to fruition now. You know, it's all unfortunate. Serena, you know, just remember where you heard it first. Serena and the dude are not going to be together forever. You know, this is one of those shows, like mark it on your calendar. When they say, oh, yeah, unfortunately, Serena Williams and her her husband of a year and a half have decided to separate and they're discussing custody for this child and da-da-da-da-da. And that's not me wishing badly on them. But when you look back and she goes and says, you know, I'm 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 done with men. I'm, I forget exactly what she said, but she basically said, I'm I'm done with love. I'm giving up on love. And and then next thing you know, you know what I mean. You're dating Common. Next thing you know, you're having sex with Drake. You know, and next thing you know, you're you're with the white dude. And it's just like, okay. At what point did you have time to heal? You cannot build a successful relationship on a foundation of emotional unavailability. It's 100% impossible. And then aside from that, when you take God out of the equation completely, I mean, is it really any any surprise that all these couples are breaking up? It shouldn't be, especially when their relationship isn't being led by God. I mean, that's biblical. The only the only marriages, the only successful unions, only happy unions will will be those led by God. So, I mean, I wish everybody the best. I want everyone to have happiness, but you know, common sense tells you. You know what I mean? How long can it really last? What else? But yeah, can do and marry, man. That's just uh, she was just saying she was, I mean, you know, he left her. He just basically came to her and, and let her know, like, yo, you know, 
I'm, I've been with this chick, and I'm going to be with her. And she just said, she talks about how, how angry she is and how pissed off she is and she how, how she hates him. And I mean, rightfully so, you know. But, you know, the question is, do you want to be angry? Do you want to share in her anger and, and you know, because you maybe can relate to that anger? Or do you want to self-reflect and, and just and not have that happen to you? You know, my mom always used to tell me growing up, you can be right, you know, but you can also be dead. You know, you, you know, I, I was crossing the street, and I didn't have to look both ways because I had the right of way. The light was green. So what do I need to look both ways for? If I leave the curb and the light is green, they're supposed to stop. So what do I need to look both ways for? You can be right, but if you don't look both ways, guess what? That car might decide they want to run the light. Now, yeah, they're wrong, but guess what? You're laid up in the hospital or you're dead. So yeah, I was right, but guess what? You know, I'm dead. I'm dead too. You know, and that's that's that fifty-fifty. Some women will be focused on being right and what how things should be. Other women will say, "Whoa, you know, he's speaking some truth tonight today." You know, I'm not worried about being right. I just I just want to be happy. You know, I wonder if Ti is or, or Tiny is worried about, you know. Being right. I wonder if all those arguments. You know, now she's talking about she she wants to take the baby out on the road, the newborn baby out on the road, because she wants to go on uh, on a tour with with uh, Escape for their reunion tour. He's saying, well, no, nah, you need to stay at home with the kids, and then and she wants to fight them tooth and nail about this whole about this whole baby thing. These women don't want to listen. They don't want to be something. She uh, she still don't want to listen. You know what I mean? And, you know, and, and and if that's that's how she is now, just imagine how she was throughout this whole this whole time. These women gotta listen. You gotta know when to be quiet. You know what I mean? No disrespect, but everything isn't an argument. You're not. We don't want to hear your opinion a hundred percent of the time. Sometimes you have to know how to be quiet and and be led. And the women who are able to do that will be able to keep a man. The women who don't, it's cool to be outspoken at your job. It's cool to be outspoken in your sorority meeting or wherever else. But it's, so when you get in that house, you need to know when to shut up. No disrespect. Again, that's no disrespect. That's no misogyny. That's just relationship counseling right there. You need to allow a man to lead. If a man cannot lead you, then that means he's following you, and, was, and no man, we're not, we're not meant to follow. Certainly not follow women, and, and that's when he leads. Who else? Mel B has been in the news. Mel B from the Spice Girls. She's out here uh, going through a divorce with her husband. Evidently, they had they had uh, threesomes. They had threesomes and sex sexcapades. With with their nanny, the white nanny. Now all of a sudden, they uh, they decided that I guess that he got with the nanny outside of their, you know, what was agreed upon, and I guess she wasn't feeling that. So now he's uh, I don't know if he's with the the nanny now, but Mel B is going through a divorce. Flo Rida evidently has had a a, a baby outside of his relationship with uh, his his woman. Uh, who are Reggie Bush is guilty of the side chick uh, epidemic. 
he's had a uh, a baby outside of his wife who's actually very beautiful. And I mean, you know, it's crazy out here. And I, again, I don't like I said, I'm not I don't know a lot about every one of these individual situations, but there's a lot of this going on. More more notably Dwayne Wade. And this is actually really crazy. You know, Dwayne Wade had a baby, you know, while he was with Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle, and the irony of that is crazy because, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, she, she you see played out on the show and, um, you know, just in a fictional way, but she's decided to stay, you know, and, and that's a common question, you know, should the woman stay? Should the woman stay after being cheated on? Should the woman stay and help raise that new baby, you know, be a mother figure to that baby? But still be with me. I mean, I can't answer that question. You know, I can't answer that. I, you know what I mean? Like, that's something that the woman has to decide for herself. But what I would say to that is if the woman is not able to forgive the man and she's always going to have this cloud hanging over their relationship, then absolutely she should leave. But, you know, if you can forgive, then, I mean, I still wouldn't recommend staying here if you could forgive. I'm, I would say be out. That would be my advice. But, um, if you choose to stay, hey, that's your, you know, I don't know what it is. And why is my opinion so important, man? Like I said, maybe I should run for president. Cause people get, I could put up, you know, I put up a status up there. People get pissed off. Like, whoa, I thought I was just expressing my thoughts, man. You know, my, my, my opinions are not, you know, they shouldn't make anyone angry or, you know, my thoughts. If I say anything I'm even saying today shouldn't make you mad. These are all just my thoughts and my opinions. You know, however, I I think they will help a lot of women, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, some of them begin, I begin hate mail. <laughs> you know, I'm going to start, I read the testimony sometimes, I'm going to start reading the hate mail to you. But uh, the last one I want to talk about was uh, was Janet Jackson. Now, this is just crazy, man. Janet Jackson, you know, she's, first of all, she changes her, her whole life for this guy, the husband, you know, the, the Muslim dude. You know, and now they're they're separating, but evidently there was a clause that said if she stayed with him for more than if the marriage lasted longer than five years, then she gets, you know, whatever it was, half of half of his fortune, two hundred million or whatever. And uh she filed for divorce after uh five years and some change and so looks like she's gonna be getting some money. I mean, I honestly I really don't care about that. You know, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um what I'm I'd be more interested in hearing about what you know, what issues led to that, um, you know, how how supportive is he going to be in the, in the child's life and vice versa. You know, and that, that would be more important to me. But as far as the money goes, I mean, you know, did she plan it that way? I mean, who knows? Probably, um, you know, it, it just kind of is what it is. I don't really have too much of an opinion on that. You know, I'm going to get ready to wrap up today's show. Um, but what I would say, you know, if you guys, you know, if you take away only one thing, hopefully you take away a lot more, but if you only take away one thing, you know, from today's show, it's it's at the end of the day, one, put God first, you know what I'm saying? Whether we're talking about politics, whether we're talking about relationships, you know, entertainment, whatever, always put God first, you know, but secondly, you know, if if you're a woman, this show is really for the women. Some shows are for the men. Some some shows are just kind of, you know, neutral. But really, today's show was for the ladies, and ultimately, a, you know, a guide on how to not 
not be a side chick, not be viewed as a side chick, or how to not have that side chick find a place in your home. You know, and, and it's going to be uncomfortable to self-reflect, but, you know, you really have to focus on stimulating your man emotionally, you know, mentally, and physically, spiritually as well. You know, and, and what I've found is if those things are being done, there's not a lot of room for another individual, or another woman or one of these fruitcakes out here to come in and, and, and you know, have a place in your home. And if you're, if you, you know, if he's thinking about you, he's probably not thinking about another woman. If he's being emotionally, you know, I mean, stimulated and fulfilled, you know, he's probably not having a relationship or an emotional connection with someone else. You know, typically, if a man is is satisfied sexually and you know feels like he's getting that affection, that physical affection, there's usually not that craving to go outside of the home outside of the relationship, you know, spiritually too, you know, all those things need to be in effect. And when they are, relationships tend to, you know, work out better. So uh, on that note, guys, I want to thank you all for listening in. And um, I'll try I'll try not to uh, go so long without a, a live show, but hopefully I made up for it today. And, um, yeah, in fact, uh, if you get some time, if you've missed, the last couple live shows that I did, which I remember were very good, the last one was the real reasons why black men will hit, you know what I mean, why there's sex but without the commitment, why the, you know some women get strung along and how to avoid that. And then the one immediately prior to that was, was the, the spring flings versus summer love and the differences and just how to have love, you know what I mean, like how to avoid the jump-offs, the Netflix and chills, and actually have that long-lasting, you know, love. So, uh, again, guys, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.
I'm talking 